All right, we're back here in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, at the Reawaken America event. And I'm joined today by my second favorite, Flynn. And, 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 <laughs> and, little Mike. and little Mike. And little Mike. You know, we love your family. We've had we so do. much fun. We've had your brother, Joe, on the so show great. several times. And, and he is just... I don't know what he was like in school. I don't know how he got through. Did he get kind of trouble? Stuff, he seemed, oh my God, Joe was like. Well, remember, he's the youngest of nine <laughs> in a very in a in a home that was one little tiny bathroom, and about you know total space was probably about eight hundred square feet, and um, and so Joe had he was the hand me down kid. You know, he would get you know we I know that girlfriends or boyfriends he'd go. Hey, go meet this, you know, to bring, yeah. I mean, was Joe, when Joe was abused as a child. <laughs> so I guess if I, you know, I'm trying to be polite at first, but no, actually Joe was probably physically, mentally, emotionally <laughs> abused. There's a reason. But he's, so, he's actually, Joe is like, he's so he's funny. Super smart. Yeah. Youngest of nine. And uh, he, he lived a life, probably 10 lives of experiences through his, you know, his own life. And then all of his brothers and sisters and everything that we experienced in our household and growing up and joe was probably one of the most gifted uh students that came out of our family uh he's a multilingual guy he speaks multiple languages i mean he and he was a musician he had a he had a rock and roll band for a long time very good rock and roll band the filters they were really yeah. really well, big and to be as funny as he is you have to be smart because yeah. you got to understand everything about what yeah. you're breaking down and find some irony in it a twist exactly. like him on twitter yeah is great. Oh, like, you wow. know, joe Flynn. Cat turd. Joe's ruthless. There's only a few, but it is just, I go through there and then I look at, he gets into the comments too and right. just scorched her. Does he delete him so your mom doesn't see him or something? Well, I mean, <laughs> Joe, Joe, uh, Joe is a, he will rant at times. Yeah. Uh, but Joe is very precise, you know, and when he puts something on uh, any of the social media stuff, so anybody yeah. that follows him, he really, uh, he, he fights for, not just our family, which he's an amazing, amazing about yes. that. Yeah. He fights for this country. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our, our whole our whole family was all built around service. Yeah. So our father was a World War II career vet. Our mother was a, she was the child of a of a Navy veteran who served 40 years. Her father, my grandfather, World War One, World War II. Wow. An amazing, amazing service. Yeah. So that's our whole family. So Joe is like built around that. Yep. And he's very protective of our family. He's very protective of the country. Very protective yeah. of the idea of service. And so what Joe has done and chosen to do in his life is really to serve others. And he's yeah. really phenomenal at it. And then is it, is it Charlie? The, the, My brother the, Charlie the, is still in the military. Charlie is a, uh, he's a four star. He's commander of all, um, he's commander of all army forces in the Indo-Pacific theater of operations. I, I think that, you know, the numbers there are probably, they're, they're in excess of a hundred thousand that are under his command. And uh, he's got his, he's got his work cut out for him with China yeah. And some of the other threats that they face over there. But, you know, when we think about, uh, when I think about my brother, Charlie, I always said, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I was senior to him as an officer in the military and, of course, his older brother. But I would go work for my brother, Charlie, on any given day because he's such a warrior. He's such a great leader. You know, and the, the, what a contribution to our country that Flynn yes. is, as, yeah. has been. You know, I mean, that's if if you think about this, if you're listening, like if there was one guy that went to your high school that became a general, right. that'd be an amazing thing. They yeah. probably would have his picture up at your high school, or you know, yeah. for for that amount of concentrated, yeah, you know, yeah, and so uh, two brothers, level you know, of excellence, in not your just you know, and and so it's uh, my you know myself and my brother Charlie, also my brother Bill, uh, he retired as a lieutenant colonel from the uh, from the army. 
back in the 90s, but and he's a, he's a great guy. But yeah, I mean, so the two of us went to a public high school, Middletown High School in Middletown, Rhode Island. And we then both went to the state university, which was right across the bridge, University of Rhode Island. Very proud of that. Um, and it's a state school uh, because it was affordable. And we both went into our, the ROTC program. You know, instead of, because everybody's always asked me, I always get it even like, you know, last night talking to folks at, our, at the great event we had. Um, you know, are you a West Point graduate? What year did you graduate from West Point? I'm like, now I graduated from State University, you know, went to ROTC. And so the two brothers that, that you know, it's very, it is very historic to have yeah. matriculated from a public school system, public university, and then the two of us end up in, in some very, you know, significant roles yeah. in our government, in our yes. military, right? Pretty awesome. I, you, you mentioned the meet and greet last night. I just want to thank you oh, for yeah. attending that. I know that meant to so much to so many people, but you stayed until pretty much everyone was gone. It was great. I mean, what a wonderful time. Wonderful people. I mean, we had about, I don't know, we had a thousand. It was packed. Oh, it, was it was packed. packed. Just packed. the meet and greet afterwards. Yeah. I, and we, you shouldn't judge people, but we do. <laughs> and, and I judge them based on, on uh, you know, especially if you're a speaker. Yeah. You're, you know, you're kind of, yeah. you know, big deal in, the, in this pond. Yeah. And, uh, you know your ability to, to give back and give time yeah. to people, you know, and sometimes people are like, they kind of show up and leave and, you know, yep. it's just, people are busy. I get it too, yes. but you were the first person there last night and, and you were the last one to leave. And there was a line further than you can see of people that just wanted to shake your hand and meet you. Yeah. Now, first time I saw a witness that we were in Tampa, Florida at the second event. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was like, I don't know, it was around 180 degrees it was, outdoors it was with just a small It was 110 covering. degrees underneath that tent. It yeah, was it hot was. and humid. In, in June. June yes. in Tampa, June, Florida Tampa. in June. Wet. There was a line yeah. the length of the building outside. Yeah. You're in a brown jacket yeah. shaking hands. And there was yeah. like veterans and people waiting yeah. in lines to come up yeah. to meet you. Like... You can't artificially do that. You no. really care yeah. about the people of this country, and everyone wants to save America, but you're really interested in Americans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know it's what we were kind of talking about, joking about before we came on, or talking about it. You know, why do we do what we do? Yeah. You know? And I think that this this reawaken America is not just a an event with speakers and all this sort of right. pomp and circumstance. I mean, this is really about connecting to the american people who feel like they're being they're being shut down they're being censored yep. they don't know what to believe they they you know the media is not fair right. i mean life isn't fair but so i want people to understand particularly about myself but also about who we are as people is that we're just regular people you know what i mean some of us, you know, because of either hard work or, 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 or breaks or being blessed, you know, you end up in a particular position or a particular role or, or you have a particular platform. But at the end of the day, you know, we're out here. All of us have a talent. All of us have a skill. I want them to know. I want these people to know that that we're just, you know, we're just like them. And and they have and I want to tell them you have a talent. You yep. have a skill. You have a way to connect. But I want to tell it to them personally. Because you yeah. can stand up on a stage and yeah. there's only so much that you get. And, and, you know, I was just telling Clay Clark, who's, you know, an amazing human being. He is amazing. He's amazing. I mean, that, uh, you know, hey, this can be exhausting, you know, this can be really exhausting. But both he and I are able to take from this, from this kind of an effort, yeah. not just these people, but the whole effort and gain energy, gain like, gain like momentum in our own lives to say, this is how we're going to give yeah. back. And yep. I want people 
Clay does the same thing. I want people to feel personally connected to who we yeah. are. Yes. So as many hands as I can shake, as many people, I mean, I, you yeah. know, many questions I can answer. I mean, I loved last night's, I love last night's event because we kind of slowed down a little bit. Yeah. And it was packed, but we slowed down a little bit. Everybody had some pizza and uh, and got a, got a chance to relax. Yep. And so, you know, I had a chance to, uh, I think I took a thousand pictures last night, you but, had yeah. but in, in Tampa, I think I stood there for three and a half, four hours. I think it was like 7,000 photos that we took that day. And you know, it's like, and I just want people to know that, look, we're all in this together yep. and I want them to see, I want them to see uh, at least my, from my personal standpoint, I want them to see you know, what leadership is about yes. and how you lead, because, you know, you have to be, you can't just be some person up there on a stage, you know, you have to, they have to feel like they can connect to you. Yep. And if they can't connect to you, then you're not going to lead them anywhere, you know, but if they can connect to you, then they feel like, okay, because we leave, we're going to leave Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and they now have to, they now have right. to lead. That's exactly right. right? Their churches, their communities, their towns, their neighborhoods, they've got to lead. And they have plenty of messages that they can take away from here. They have a great education that they take away from here. But they have to now lead. And so all we're trying to do is to show, at least, again, speaking for myself, to show what type of leadership can be. Yes. And, uh, you know, and it's, and I want to, you know, I want to just, oh, that's the way I want people to feel. Yeah. May I ask you a question, General Flynn? You know, you had a lot of people that, like, even when I come in here in the morning, you've got a line of people that are wanting to talk yeah. to you and have questions. Is there kind of a common question that you're hearing a lot that maybe the flyover family might have that you have an answer for? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people, I always ask questions to them, you know, so I'll ask, why are you here? And I'll also ask, you know, um, how did you hear about us? Yep. Just to get a sense, you know, and what, one of the things that they always say to me, they don't really ask me questions. I mean, sometimes people come and make whole statements about some issue that in their life and I'll try to listen to it and give it my two cents. A lot of times I'll tell them right back, look, you've got to, this is, you know, you got to grow up. Yeah. That's where leadership comes in. You got to, you know, be very blunt with them. Yeah. But I think that a lot of people are like thankful that we're doing these. Yeah. And many of them say, please keep them going. But I, I, I would say they're, they're thankful because in the, re- in the conversations that I have, a lot of people in these events and, and around the country, people are looking for hope. They're, in, in many cases, people are afraid of our government. Yeah. Yes, they are. I mean, really, they fear yeah. the government. Yeah, it's true. And, and that's, that's a shame in a, in a beautiful democracy that we have, a constitutional republic. So, um, you know, they, they just want to know that they're not alone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they really do. And that's so that discourse that I have with them, they just want to feel like, OK, you're with me. I'm with you. Yeah. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll give a big hug and, you know, we'll take a photo and we'll and we'll share two seconds or, or 30 seconds or a minute. And uh, and I know that they 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 connect. That's the yep. most important thing. I want so these people to connect to all these people that we that traipse across these stages. I want their, I want our our team of people that come here once they're, you know, to not come in, speak, and leave. Yeah. I don't like that. You know, you come right. in, you stay. Yeah, you meet people. Out, go meet people, go talk yeah. to these beautiful people out yes. here. And you're equipping. I want to mention something about you. The very first time we met you was in April of 21 at the first one yeah. in, in, in Tulsa that Clay hosted. Yeah. We came to the 
the dinner that night. I didn't know a lot of people. We just started our podcast in like January, you know, right. right before that. So we're just like, Flames kind enough to invite us. We're just there like, my guy. Like, wow. I didn't even know enough people to even be impressed. Right. Yeah. I didn't know if somebody was the security guy or the famous guy, you know, for sure. the most part. We're just like figuring out. But we knew you. Yep. And, and you you brought up some some young guys like ten years old. Yeah, and, kids. And, and you went to the pocket yes. constitution and had them do like the pledge of allegiance and like you're I get you're always thinking like a military officer, yep. like I'm training up the yep. troops yep. and yep. you're equipping people, you know, in a in a really unique way. We started, matter of fact, I'll throw it out now. Do you text four zero five zero nine the letter GF for General Flynn? We started doing this first time we had you on the show. Beautiful. You get a download of the Constitution with yep. the articles and, and the Bill of Rights. So four zero five zero nine. GF, text that, you'll get an automatic free download. We have tens and tens of thousands of people have, wow. have done that. They're reading it. Yeah. And I feel like those are tools they run with. Another one that I've heard you mention and is yeah. as big is this particular book. Yeah, Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. And uh, Master Tawala is a great author. I've had a chance to, to speak to him a couple of times. Actually, big supporter of this Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. And when he talks about it, I actually give that out to sheriffs. Oh, so I, I sent that book to, I think, 100 sheriffs around the country that I've met over this event and, uh, and other, other wow. things that I do. Because in it, it describes how we, at the lowest level of our community, right, and, and as an individual citizen, not just a sheriff, but a sheriff is an elected official, uh -huh. but a lesser magistrate is really a person. It's an individual in this country who has power and authority. And people don't understand that. That's why I'm a huge, huge fan of that book, Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. And it actually comes out of, he takes you back into this great history, you know, back to the Magna Carta and the development of the Constitution. And it's very brief. I mean, if you look at the book, right. however yeah. you show it, it's a very easy read. Quick read. I mean, you can sit down with a cup of coffee in a couple hours and be done with it. And it's one of those books that when you read it, you go, oh my God, he's talking about me yeah. as, wow. a, as a person. Why I gave it to uh, to sheriffs, because sheriffs in this country are elected officials and they're really down at the lowest level of our rule of law, which is a really one rule of law is, is threatened. But number two, the rule of law is one of those foundational principles that we have that is so important to the way we run this country. We don't have a rule of law. We have nothing. Right. 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 So in this, it describes the importance of those people, those lesser magistrates. Right. And it's a great picture. I actually. It shows, you know, the signing of the Magna Carta and it's got all the all the, the, the like local community leaders around the king forcing that signature. Right. Wow. To say, yes. This is the way we're going to be. We're not going to. And the Magna Carta, for those that don't know, was uh, I think it was twelve hundred time frame is, it, you know, was a portion you know, part of it actually developed into our yeah. own constitution. Yes. So from a historical perspective. What Matt, the author, does uh, in uh, in the book is he guides you through how important you are as an individual, and particularly individuals who are in government, mm -hmm. leaders, leaders. One of the things that we lack today and have for a long time in both the church and in the uh, and in the political arena are leaders, and and I think I really think that we lack. I mean, just solid, solid leaders. Yeah. That's why I'm um, encouraged by pastors who are part of our yeah. effort yes. and, and other pastors we see around the country who have stood up and fought back against this takeover by the government. There's no church. There's no separation of church and state. Right. The church and state are one. It's yes. One. It really is. And then, uh, and then on the political uh, landscape, we have, and I've been, you know, hopefully encouraging more and more veterans to get involved in politics. 
you know, to go step up and run for school yeah. board, run right. for yes. county commissioner, run for, you know, well, they have all this training and expertise, exactly. right. you know, right. and then leadership training. They yeah. just they just have a sense of themselves and what their strengths and weaknesses are and good ones, good ones that really understand, you know, what they're capable of doing and not. And they know they, they know that point where they've got to say, OK, I've got to rely on somebody else to to accomplish a task. Yeah. So they look for those others that can do that. Whereas, uh, whereas bad leaders will make bad decisions and they will they'll let their egos get in their way. They'll let their, you know, their desires get in their way when it comes to both monetary and other things. And we have big problems right now. Yep. We have huge problems. And leadership is one of the things that we lack. Just because somebody knows Robert's Rules of Order in, in, uh, you know, in the Congress or in the state house doesn't mean that they're a good leader. It just means that they know the process. Right. I know a lot of people who, who knew yeah. the process and you'd be like, next, you know? Yeah. Well, sometimes leadership just means you're picking up a piece of trash you didn't drop. Exactly. Right. You know, exactly. Like, you know, you, it, yeah. it, it's just yeah. maybe doing a little bit more yeah. than's required and leaving every person and yeah. every place a little better than yeah. you found them. That's what I love about you. Like when I watch people walk away, you leave them better than you found yeah. them. So. You leave the places better. You leave the people better. And so. uh, you definitely leave America better. Yeah. And uh, you're yeah. an inspiration. Yeah. My final question I have for you, General Flynn, is you see our slogan behind us. It says, wake up, speak up, and show up. Yeah, I love so, it. There's a lot of people waking up. What are different things that they can do to speak up and show up in their own family or community to make a difference? Yeah. And I, I always say, you know, stand up, speak up right yep and it's so unbelievable um you know wake up speak up show up i mean it's that's like if you're engaged then then you're going to be a better person your community is going to be stronger yep so i you know i i was saying yesterday that my wife and i we just we volunteered to be poll watchers so we went through poll watcher training that's great a couple of nights ago and we're going to go volunteer at our precinct well, what was that like just as a side note like the person running it, did they recognize you? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, sure they, did. And it was, you know, it was on. It was kind of intimidating. Yeah, a little. I know. It was a guy, the guy was, uh, you know, was, uh, he works for the um, Florida, Florida resident. So he works for the, uh, <laughs> he works for the Florida GOP. Wow. And he's a pretty senior member of the Florida GOP. Nice guy, you know, younger guy, younger than me, and former member of the 101st Airborne Division. So he okay. knew me. Oh, he didn't, yeah. he didn't say nothing. But I'm on the, I'm on the list, you know. Yeah. And so at the end, he sent me a little text and just said, "Hey, sir, thank you for your service." Uh, you know, really, okay. like point That's to point. Awesome. Really, it was cool. But, um, but, you know, he was very professional. It was, it was really well done training. Uh, you know, I learned some different things about identification, right? Okay. Like how you, yep. you know, the, I learned a lot of things about provisional ballots that, you know, people can do a provisional ballot, even if they don't show up with, with identification, with proper identification. It's, it's wild. Wow. I mean, that's in Florida. So I learned a lot. And main thing I learned was that, you know, it's really back to kind of who we are as individuals and, and what we need to do. And I looked at that, I'm saying to myself, man, this is really actually very simple. And it's a simple thing to do. Yep. You just got to take the time to go to the training. And then, you know, my wife and I will, sp will probably split shifts. Yep. You know, we'll, we'll do one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So we'll probably do a, a three, no, no wow. less than a three hour, maybe all day if we can, if we can afford all day. Way to lead by that's example, one by the, the way. That's one. There's many yeah. other things you can actually do. actually showing up and doing a simple thing. The things that are far away that the news engages you in, they right. can't really affect no. most of the time. They just make you angry or fearful. Right. Yeah. The things that you can actually reach out and touch, right. you know, those are the things you can actually get involved in. I try to encourage everybody that I can't, you never own a gun. I could care less. But right. go through a concealed carry class. At right. least no. Right. You'll yeah. know the laws and how yeah. does that actually work. Then you hear a news story and you're like, well, right. that's not actually how the law is at all. Yeah, exactly. It's one day. It's exactly. one day. But you're a better citizen, yeah. you know, exactly. in the process. I like to, you know, to just to finish, 
because I really appreciate what you said. I like to, when I see somebody, I like to figure out what is their potential, you know, because somebody saw something in me years ago, right? As a kid, right? I mean, my parents taught me great things, you know, great values, but others saw other things in me that they said, you know, you ought to do this. You ought to do that. And I, you know, you just kind of, as a young person, you just kind of go, all right, you know, sure. but I, so I like to try to find the potential in people and then help them maximize their potential. And if you can do that, particularly when I was in the military, because people would come in to be like a, you know, like one kid that I know, and I'll just use it as an example, uh, came in, he was a great kid, came in to be a truck driver, 88 Mike in the army. And he, and so he became a driver for me. You know, and as, as I'm a battalion commander in the 82nd yeah. Airborne Division, and and uh, you know, these guys are just amazing kid. And anyway, so we, as we got to know each other, really over a couple of short months, I said, "This is not, you know, you're so you have so much talent, you know." But, but because the recruiting at the time probably needed truck drivers, sure, yeah. him as a place. truck driver, and he wanted to join the army, so he became a truck driver. Well, he retired as a command sergeant major thirty years later. Wow. Okay. Wow. And, and in special operations, special operating forces. Okay. Wow. And his retirement was down at uh, McDill Air Force Base, you know, Florida at the Special Operations Command. And he retired, you know, 30 years later as a, I mean, as a incredibly, incredibly talented, trained in every, you know, he had every badge, all that kind of stuff. Right. And he was still to this day, he's one of the most humble kids you'd ever meet. Wow. That's and it's amazing. And, you know, he's, he's saved people's lives. He's, and that's a that's the type of uh, thing that I mean when I stayed in touch with him over his career, I mean every time I talk with him, I just I I probably be brought to tears thinking about it because I'm thinking, man, you know, this kid was like a came into the army to be a, a driver, a truck what? driver. And it doesn't I don't want to take anything away from truck drivers because truck drivers are enormously needed and necessary and talented, but but there's there's a talent inside of everybody. And as a leader, one of the things that you are responsible for is to lead them better than you got them. I love it. And to maximize their potential. That's so good. We call it calling out the gold, yeah. finding the gold in somebody and calling that out. Yeah. You know, it's easy to find. You know, we always talk about, you know, if you have a sandbox behind your house, it's pretty easy to find a cat turd in it. Sure. It doesn't require much to be able <laughs> right. to do that. But finding right. gold and calling it out, yeah. that's something very special. Yeah, it takes that's a leadership. Bit more, it takes a little bit more work. It's so worth it. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. Who's this guy? Yeah, we sure love this guy, man. He he Everybody. makes this show possible. It's Little Mike. Everybody. You beat Mike yesterday and had Little Mike at the same time. Everybody knows Mike Mendel. He's, Mike Mendel is amazing guy. He is amazing. We're very thankful. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for yeah. having me. Awesome. We really appreciate yep. it. God bless. Hey, Flyover family. This is David and Stacey Whited. We are at the Reawaken America event. It is incredible. And look who's behind us. Eric Trump. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in, in Washington, Idaho, the Northwest. This is our second time out in this part of the country, and the people are going crazy. They're excited. They're coming out of the woodwork because they're realizing they're not the only patriot. They're not a home left alone, isolated by themselves. They're coming out, and they're with 8,000 other patriots uh, at a racetrack because this is what you got to do to save America. And everybody's high-fiving each other. They're giving each other hugs. They're coming around. They are just excited to be a part of this movement that is truly making a difference. They are waking up 
They are speaking up and they are showing up. You all know that we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. We need 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And that's what's happening right here with this incredible crowd. And you know, it's so important that you get together with other patriots. It's so important. That's why they isolated you, had you by yourself for two years, put a mask over you. They don't want to see your smile. They don't want you out in public. They don't want you around other patriots. But when you do, you get awakened. You get excited. you got to be here at the next one. We're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to be going to Branson, Missouri. There's only two events left. So get your tickets. Come out and see us. You have to be there. You do not want to miss it. We'd love to have you come to the meet and greet. It's going to be an incredible event. You know, during the revolution, they got together and bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could. They talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? You know what? That's what we need right now. Getting together, sharing good yes. ideas with each other. Then you take those back home and you get to work. That's where it starts though. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.